Good morning. Praise the Lord. Uh, folks did a great job leading and worship this morning. Praise God. Wow. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> wow. Praise God. Lord, we praise you with our hearts and ask you to minister where we are, where we are at in life. Come in, into our lives in every area. We invite you to search our hearts. We invite you to reveal your love and show us your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 2. This is the beginning. Um, we have a video, and um, we, will, we will see that. So this is the introduction. Actually, maybe the first part, part two, is after. And so we are in Exodus chapter 2. And we are in verse 23. It came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. So we have the Jews that are um, a few million in number. They went down into Egypt 400 years earlier, and now they are crying and in bondage. So I want to use that as a, as just in draw a little picture here of life and, and put these words. This is a, it's a funny picture, but it's like a, a plane that people live on, and uh, it's like the natural life that people have. Uh, fear, necessities, bondage, we could put here the words of bondage, uh, they cried, um, they were oppressed. They were in trouble, and they cried to God. And um, God heard them, verse 24. And God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. He had respect for them because they were they were in a covenant with, with God through Abraham. God made a covenant with God, with, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the family, the core group, that from these, uh, from these people, a small number came, like 75 people that went down into Egypt, and now... Uh, it's a huge number of people, and they are slaves and in bondage. So I'll draw another picture here. This is like, this is a picture of like God and his world, and his world, and his authority, and his kingdom, and his uh, love, and his compassion, and his mercy. And and uh, and we're interested. We know already the story, but uh, it's good for us to rehearse it. And what is God? Does God care? And what is He going to do? And how does He do it? And how does He minister to these people? And what is their plan? Where where are they going to go? What are they going to do? How's it going to work? How will He take them out of Egypt? And um, and we see it in chapter 3 when he appears to Moses. And this is the way it works. He appears to Moses, and Moses asks him, what is his name? 
And this uh, word, the name, the name of God, is very important to us. The name, the name of God. How, how, who are you? Who are you? I, I know about this world. We know how we're groaning. We're groaning. We're hungry. We're thirsty. We are in bondage. We are guilty. We are afraid. We have no answer. Who are you? What is your name? What is your name? So we have a tetragrammaton. It's the, it's um, this word. We have the word Yahweh. And um, this word is the I am, the name of God. He is, or in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, God said unto Moses, my name is, verse 14, God said, Moses, I am that I am. And you shall say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Now, notice this. They're groaning. They're in bondage. And who's going to talk to them? Moses. What's he going to say? The name. Now, this word with the Jews, the Orthodox Jews, and the Essenes, it was a sect at the time of Jesus, in the Qumran caves uh, in the east part of Judah there, by the Dead Sea, where they had their ceremonial, they copied scriptures, that's where the Dead Sea Scrolls came from, and they had, a, by their religious uh, tradition, that when they came to this name in the scripture, they would go take a ceremonial bath, come back, write the name, and then go back and take another bath, and then come back and keep, excuse me, keep transcribing the scripture. It was even that the Jews would not say the name. They would not say this name, Yahweh or Jehovah. They would just say Hashem, and that means the name. And I I like this uh, because we, we are going to see a video in a minute on the name. He is the name. I like that. Hashem, the name. Why? Because everything in this world has to do with us and that name. The name or the character of God, the nature of God. And there's plenty in the world to be troubled about. But we are blessed people because we have the name that transcends everything and came into this world and did everything needed for us. He did everything needed that we would ever need. Uh, Finishing here, turn to uh, Psalm um, 30. Let's go to 62, Psalm 62. And it's uh, verse five. My soul, wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. I think sometimes one of the things that we want to say today is that our God is too small. Or our God is the the God made in our image. The God that we want. But to know God and to know the name of God is, is, is essentially what we are saying today. Wait upon him, verse 6. He only is my rock, my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation, my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. 
We magnify God today. We worship God. We know who God is. And he, he is the answer for me in Egypt. Us in Egypt, he is the answer. Because that's who he is. He is the Redeemer, the Savior. There are about 300 names of God in the Bible. And this video is saying his names. And the name of the video is called He Is. He is. So, the I am. All right, so let's play it. God's nature never changes. He is and he will always be. He is who he is. That's what his name Jehovah even means. means I am. Yahweh means he is. He's God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. The God of the universe, the God of ancient days. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. He is the Shiloh, the peacemaker. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner, the Lord my miracle. He is Kenah, jealous. He is Jehovah Enkadash, the Lord who sanctifies you, the Lord who makes holy. He is, he is a star, a scepter out of Israel, the cursed of God, the captain of the host of the Lord, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of powers, the rock of my salvation, my salvation, he is the light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds, he is the Jaysman, the interpreter, my rock and my redeemer, he is crowned, the crown of pure gold, the most blessed forever. the forsaken the worm and no man he is jehovah Ra. he is my restorer the king of glory he who sitteth king forever he is a stranger and an alien my strong rock my rock and my fortress fairer than the children of men the rock that is higher than i the rock of my strength the rock of habitation he is as rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth the rock of my heart the, the shield, shield. Of my refuge. A king and priest after the order of Melchizedek. A brother born for adversity. The friend that loveth at all times. A stone of grace. A friend that sticketh closer than the brother. He is his ointment poured forth. My well beloved. A bundle of myrrh. A cluster of henna blooms. The rose of Sharon. He is the lily of the valley. The lily of the valley. The chiefest among ten thousand. His countenance is as Lebanon. Yea, he is altogether lovely. He is my beloved and my friend. He, he is holy, holy, holy. He's a sanctuary. The great light. A son given. The mighty God. The father of eternity. He is a child born. The prince of peace. An ensign of the people. The nail fastened in a sure place. A strength to the poor. Strength. The strength to the needy in distress. A shadow from the heat. A refuge from the storm. He is the rock of ages. A crown of glory and beauty. He is a stone. A triad stone. A covert from the tempest. From the tempest. He is as rivers of water in a dry place. As the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. As a hiding place from the wind. He is the king in his beauty. My leader, the everlasting. The everlasting God. He is mine elect in whom my soul delighted. He is a light of the Gentiles. The covenant of the people. The polished shaft. Glorious. He is the Holy One of Israel. He is a man of sorrows. Despised. He is rejected. He is stricken. stricken. He is wounded. He is bruised. He is oppressed. He is my portion, my maker, my husband. He is the God of the old earth, the witness to his people, the leader, the commander, the redeemer. He is mighty. He is my physician. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord. 
Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there. He is the Prince of Princes, the Messiah, the Prince, the strength of the children of Israel, the, the hope, hope of, of thy people, the ruler. He is King over all the earth. He is a refiner's fire, fuller's soap, my refiner, my purifier, purifier, son of righteousness. He is Jesus, Yeshua, salvation, Emmanuel, God with us. He is born as the King of the Jews. He is a governor, the Nazarene, as the bridegroom. He is meek, lowly. He is the one of whom the Father says, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased, the Son of the living God, Jesus, the Christ, the Rock. The Builder, the Prophet of Nazareth, he is betrayed, mocked, crucified, the Holy One of God, my brother, the Carpenter, and his life is a ransom. He is the Son of the Blessed, the Son of the Highest, God my Savior, the Horn of Salvation, the Dayspring from on high, a Savior which is Christ the Lord, the salvation of God. He is the glory of thy people Israel, Lord of the Sabbath, my healer, the Christ of God, my servant, the chosen of God, he is risen, he is risen. a prophet mighty indeed and word. He is the word, the word that was with God, the word that was God, the light of men, the true light, the word that was made flesh. He is the only begotten son which is in the bosom of the Father, the Lamb of God, my teacher, teacher. the gift of God. gift of God, he is Messiah, the bread of God, the bread of life, he is my meat, my drink, the light of the world, the door of the sheep, the, the good, good shepherd, shepherd that, that laid down his life, the scent of the Father, he is the resurrection, the king of the daughter of Zion, the corn of wheat, he is the light, the light. my Lord, master, my example, he is the way, the truth, the life, the vine, scourged, crowned with a crown of thorns, crucified as the king of the Jews. He is exalted, glorified, the holy one and the just, the prince of life, the anointed, the prince and a savior. He is Lord Jesus. He is Lord of all. The judge. Jesus of Nazareth. The mercy seat. Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is the firstborn among many brethren. Over all, God blessed forever. Lord over all. The deliverer. deliverer. Lord both of the dead and living. The minister of the circumcision. He is my wisdom. My righteousness. My sanctification. My redemption. He is the foundation. My Passover. The spiritual rock. Of every man. The first fruits of them that slept. He is the last act. The quickening spirit. The image of God. His unspeakable gift. My peace. He is the offering. He is the sacrifice. The head over all things to the church. He is he that filleth all in all. He is a servant who humbled himself unto death, even death on a cross. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, creator of all things, the, the firstborn from, from the, the dead. dead, the head of the body, the church, the head of all principalities and powers. He is my all in all. He, he is, is our, our Lord. Lord Jesus Christ himself. He is Lord of peace. He is our Lord of hope. He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the justified, the mediator, the righteous judge, the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is obedient, and his throne is forever and ever. And ever. He is the upholder of all things, the express image of his person, the brightness of his glory. He is Jesus Christ, same yesterday, today, and forever, the shepherd of the sheep, the great shepherd that was brought again from the dead. He is a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle and his flesh is the veil which was wrapped into him. He is the altar, the offerer, the forerunner for us. Entered even Jesus. He is the priest, the, priest. the high priest, the great high priest, the intercessor, the surety, the covenanter. He is the captain of salvation, the author and finisher of faith, the king of righteousness, the king of peace. He is crowned with glory and honor.
the earth. He is. He is the Almighty, which is, which was, which is to come. He is. The beginning and the ending. He is. The Alpha and the Omega. He is. The first and the last. He is. He that liveth. He is. The tree of life. He is. The hidden manna. He is. The faithful and the true witness. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Mm. Wow. Um, Hebrew. Let's put up Hebrews eleven six up on the screen. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. So we believe that he is. Amen. We believe that he he is. What's his name? What's his name, right? Like we just heard who he is. And that and we believe and he is a rewarder of them that seek him. Uh, that we believe in him. So when they were in Egypt and they were in trouble, well, the key was God. And when we know God and his name, we believe, we walk by faith. And he delivered them. He brought them out, not by man's wisdom, man's talent, talent, man's skill, but he brought them out by his name by his nature, by his character. Now, the same for you and I. We can emphasize the troubles of our life, or we can emphasize the nature of God and relate to God and believe that he is, and he's here, ever-present help in every time of need. He is here. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we pray that you would give us a great morning in honoring you and you, you would speak to our hearts about who you are and give us the key, the key in this life, the key. You are the way and the truth, and we thank you. We know your name. We know your name. Walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't know the name, if you don't know the name, or you 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 have a, another name, you have another God, or your God is very small. When you look in the mirror, your God might be like you. That's that's a problem. Your God is not like you. You know that's a problem. Like you. Yet we we actually change into his image. We change from into his image from faith to faith, and um, and so uh, when we have him, then the Holy Spirit is faithful to reveal to us who he is, and and that's what we celebrate today.
Amen. Let's take the offering right now. So, Pastor Steve, did you want to do say anything? Okay. Um, Lord, bless this offering. Thank you, Lord. We have a great work going on here. Great work of grace. Great work going on. The marriage getaway was so successful, so ministered so much to people. There was so much wisdom, so much joy and love. The youth up in Malta skiing and having service up in New York. Um, there's another group somewhere. I can't even. We can't keep track of all the good things that you are doing through your people. Thank you. Jesus, bless this offering. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, um, turn to Psalm 34. Beautiful. The name of God. Mm. We know that uh, that when we find a key, when we find a key and things open up, we are um, we're so happy about it. When we want to open something up, like uh, uh, on your computer, you don't have a password, you can't use it. You you get the key, the password, and open it up. Um, I can't start the car. I don't have the key. I don't have the solution. I don't have the answer. But we have the name of God. We have the name of God. That's very, very important in your life, that you are called by his name, that he's given us his name, that things open and close. If you know, if if I don't want to have a disease, I, I would like that God to close that door. That door. I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. God close the door. But if I want to, if I want to start the car, I want the key. I want. I want uh, wisdom. I need God. God is the only wise God. All the other gods are ridiculous. That's why people leave the gods. They leave them because they are not a key. They might be a key to trouble and problems, not peace, not joy, not truth in the inner man, but trouble. And that's what people have in Egypt. They had trouble. And the Egyptian gods, and there were many of them, they were not the answer for the Jewish people. But God revealed to them his name, like he reveals to you his name. We'll see that a little later. Uh, But Psalm 34, verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Why? Why continually in my mouth? Why, Why would you praise God all the time, continually? Because of his name. It works all the time. He is there. He is the God that is there. He is the God that cares. He is the comforter. He is the God of all grace. He is the wisdom. He is the way, the truth, the life. He's the door. He is the answer. He's the bread. He's the water. He is the ark. He's the covenant. He's the mercy seat. He's the resurrected Christ. He's the savior of the world. He's our brother. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Never fails. Never leave you. Never forsake you. So why do we praise God continually? It's not because of us on this level. It's because of him and who he is. He is the answer for the Jews in Egypt. He will bring them out. How can he do it? He is God. He will bring them out. And he sent Moses. And God has sent somebody into your life. That is Christ. 
And he sent the Holy Spirit into your life so that you could know him. Wow. Look at verse 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Why do we boast in him? Because we have seen him. We have seen what he does. We boast in him. He opens the scripture. We see God. He has spoken to us. We boast in him all the day long. Now, let me show you something. It's a time of the uh, Super Bowl. And we have Jeremiah 9.23 kind of illustrated here. Let's turn there. Jeremiah 9.23. There's a PBS documentary on tonight about 7 o'clock on the migration of peregrine falcons. So I might be watching that. But about 100 million other people will be watching some other program. And that program is packed with these words here, John 9:20, Jeremiah 9:23. Let's say to the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. All right, so you have the word wisdom, and it means intelligence, and that's what men glory in. I'm not being tough on the Super Bowl. I'm just using it to keep your attention. What's he going to say now? (laughs) There are people that glory in their smartness, their their cleverness, their abilities, their skills. Uh, They're they're smart people. There are a lot of very smart people in the world. I've, I've noticed that. They run things. They are incredible people. And that's what they glory in. They glory in that. Number two, verse 23. And then it says, neither let the mighty man, mighty is a second word here. There's three of them. Mighty man, and we'll put here the word power. Legal power, political power, social power, maybe physical power. Power with an army. Maybe physical power with a lot of muscles, a lot of strength, the Iron Man, and they glory in that because that's our nature. We glory in these things. Very easy for us. Who are you? Oh, I have. I am this. You can see who I am and what we may look like or how skillful we are. Or, and then the third one is riches. and We have money. And, of course, we, we have people that are that, that glory in that money, power, that's intelligence. This is the world we live in. But I think we all should know it's not enough for you. You need God, the name. I need God. Because when all these things, they go back, they flip When the power goes bad, when the intelligence gets me in trouble, when the money, um, it just just produces a lot of trouble in my life. I am pierced through with many sorrows. I have broken relationships, physical problems, social problems, broken broken hearts. What can uh, runaway children, prodigal sons, broken marriages, broken health? What can it do for me? I need the name. I need the name. I need God. I want to know God. That's what I want to glory in, that I know God. Wouldn't that be amazing? Do you know in Thailand, we have a church in Mahachai, and that church has missionary vision. And there's a little country in the north of there, next to Vietnam, under China, just north of Cambodia, and it's called Laos. And it's kind of far away and unreached, and nobody really cares about it. But God does. And God sent a little team there 
Right, for the first time, I think, as a, as a ministry with people going. And uh, we have a little video on that. And we'll show that in a second, but I want you to see the, the rest of the verse here, Jeremiah 9, 24. But let him, the glory, do you get this? You got it, Jeremiah 9, 23, right? You got that? Okay, Super Bowl, what's it got to do with the Super Bowl? Hundred million people watching a game, multi, multi, huge amount of social influences, messages, power, a lot of money, a lot of skill, a huge organization that covers the whole country, and people glory in it. And, you know, I'm not talking about about if you're a fan or not. I, I'm happy for you. My wife is a great basketball, I mean, uh, I mean, football fan. See, I, I'm confused. She, she knows quarterbacks. She knows, like, she loves it. She likes it. I'm happy for her. I do, too. I, we, that's one of our meeting points, actually, in conversation. But, so I'm not talking about, I am saying that you and I have something way beyond, something that, that the world doesn't know about. I mean, and we shout it from the rooftop, and we live it. And in our hearts, we glory in this. What do you have at the end of your life? You might not have any of those three things. No more money, no more might, no more strength, no more intelligence. What do you got? I've got the name. I've got the name of God. Revelation 22 says the name of God will be written on our forehead in heaven. The name of God will be written on our forehead. Maybe we better make note of that because it's Revelation 22 in verse uh, uh, 4. Revelation 22, 4. They shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. It doesn't say written. It says in their foreheads, okay? His name will be in our forehead, huh? What about that? What about now? It's, this is what we glory in. Go to Jeremiah 9.24, please. But let him that glorious, what does a glorious mean? What does it mean to glory in something? Now you have an honor on that thing, like that thing is glory. It has weight, it has value. I glory in this. This is what my life is about. This is what your life is about. What is your life about? This is what our life is about. Isn't that amazing? Here it is, verse 24. But him that glory in that he understands and knows me. Two words, understands. Understands. Like, have you ever had a teenager grow up in your house and you don't understand them? Have you ever, maybe you're married and there are times when you don't understand your husband or you don't understand your wife? or your friend, or your church, or your Bible, you don't understand it. You have it, you know about it, you can say it, but do you understand it? Do we understand Jesus Christ? Do we understand the gospel? Do we understand what blood atonement is? Do we understand the filling of the Spirit? Do we understand what the Scripture says? Is there anything in our spirit that we are relating to where we are actually increasing with, the Scripture says, the increase of God? We are. Be patient. It grows. It goes like that because that's how God is. You know, you know, how about, let's say, 24 years ago, you know, knew somebody in your neighborhood 24 years ago. Now you don't know where they are, but you think you know them. You know them. Maybe you, you, you could say, I don't know where geographically where they're at, but I think I know them. But then your neighbor that lives right next to you that you talk for, you talk with for a few minutes, 
You don't really know them. But what is it when God says, you glory in this that you understand and know me? Right? Know me. Wow. So, let's watch that video from Thailand. Greetings from Hachai, Thailand. My name is Ek. We are thanking God for mission trip to Laos. This is the first time that we were able to go deep into this country. God loves Laos people. 15 body members from Hachai made up the mission team to Laos. First, we visit Pakse. It is city in the south of Laos and near the Thailand border. This was a very special moment to have our first get together with in Laos. Many people are open to the gospel. We have three people receive Christ. The Thai and Lao language are so close to each other. We spoke Thai and they understood. They spoke Lao and we understood. Thank God that we have a chance for outreach. After tonight at Pakse, 19 members went back to Mahashai, and the remaining six of us went further into the country to a place called Banako in the Salawan province. In this village, we had fellowship with three believers who are relatives of a shared member in Mahashai. There were four women who prayed to receive Christ in the first night, praise God for salvation. The next day, we visit a place called Banpong Napu. And in this village, I had a chance to share a message with Lao believers. It is a house church that has 30 to 40 believers. They are hungry for the word. After the message, one man got saved. Thank God. Because of many contacts that God gave us, we will start an online Bible school class with this precious soul in the next month. We want to invite and try to support as many as possible to visit us for the Thailand conference in April 2024 with Pastor Tegdard. I think every place in the world is open and we just need to go. When stone rolled away and the tomb was open, every place in this world is also open and we just need to go. The church in Mahashai may be limited in many ways, but our God is not. Let us trust God for a great work of grace in Laos. Thank God. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Wow, it's so sweet, huh? Wow, exciting. Yeah. In closing, uh, I want you to turn to Matthew, this last part, Matthew 16. What happens in Laos is what has happened to you. You heard the gospel and the Holy Spirit showed you who Christ is. When you know Christ, then when you walk by faith in Christ, and they just started, those dear people who got saved on that trip, that mission trip, and just think small, but but small team, they go, there's small numbers, and yet God's work. That's the name of God. God doesn't mind small. A small house. Bible study, a small 
a small mission team, but what a name, the great name of Christ. In this context, in Matthew 16 and uh, verse 15, there's a small group of disciples, there's 12 of them, walking with Jesus in the north, coming down south, walking south. And along the way, Jesus says, who does the world say I am? That's in verse 13. He, and in, um, he came to the coast of Caesarea for Philippi. He asked his disciples, saying, Where do men, who, whom do men say that I am? This is simple. Sometimes it helps. I don't know. This is Israel. There's the Sea of Galilee, Jordan River, Dead Sea, Jerusalem. We're up here. There's mountains up here. And the water runs down into the Sea of Galilee from the mountains. It's up there, Caesarea of Philippi. And that's when he, he's talking along the way. Who do people say I am? Some said John the Baptist. Some Elias. Others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now here comes, here comes a big comment by Jesus here. Verse 17. Jesus answered and said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. There, there, there is the key to the church. Who are you? Who are you? Who is Jesus? He is a prophet. He is a, a religious leader. He's a mystic. He's a who is Jesus? And here it is. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's it. That's, that's huge. God. You are God. You are God in the flesh. You are God. On this rock... This understanding, this realization of who I am, this revelation of me, this, uh, you are right, that's who I am, and I will build my church in Thailand, in Laos. They will know it is me that is God incarnated. Now, you know, in uh, Buddhism, you have um, a lot of different ideas that contradict our view, our worldview. And we don't need to go into that and explain that, but this is a Buddhist part of the world. When Christ comes into your life, you know him. Who are you? You are the Christ, the Son of the living, and no one like you. You are the fairest of 10,000, altogether lovely, the one and only, the only good shepherd, the answer. You are the Christ. Jesus says here, verse 18, You are Peter, a stone, and upon this rock, that's rock, there's a difference. A stone, like along a riverbed, versus the rock of Gibraltar, a granite rock in the Himalayas, a rock that is not moved. That's me. That's Christ. We are stones. We are movable. We move, but not Christ. Christ is immovable. Christ is God. And upon this rock, this me, I will build my church. And the gates of hell, the government of hell. Because in the ancient world, the city walls and then the gates were where the elders met for strategy, economy, rules, regulations, judgments. They were at the gates, the gates of hell. Whatever strategy they have, they cannot overcome this revelation. Whatever Pharaoh would decide in Egypt cannot destroy what God is doing in heaven. 
Where, wait, wait a minute. How did the Jews come out of, out of Egypt? By heaven. They came out of Egypt by heaven. Look at this one. Uh, where are we? This one. How did they come out? By God in heaven. That's how they came out. That's in the next verse. It says, 19. Now I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So here's a problem on the earth. I'll draw a picture. Here's a man with a problem on the earth. You could talk about so many things. But but, um, I have a key. I can go to the boss. I go to the head office. I've got power. I can go to headquarters. I can go to God himself. I can ask God himself about Sodom and Gomorrah. I can go to God himself regarding the crucifixion of Christ. God, what do you say? But you said... As some Jonah was in the fish for three days, so the Son of Man will be in the tomb for three, or the center of the earth. But on the third day he will rise. Where is that decided? It's decided in heaven. What happens on earth is determined in heaven. God decides it. Who has the key? We have the key. What is the key? It's the name. It's who is Jesus. He is. He said, "I, you are the son." He said, "You are the son of the living God." Oh, Peter, you have the key to the kingdom of heaven, and you can decide on the earth, and it will be bound in heaven. And on the earth, it'll be bound. And what you loose, you can pray for me to be loosened in the world. And it will be loosened in heaven, and it will be loosened on the earth. What's an example? Uh, Jesus send a revival. Uh, Jesus deliver the disabled, the sick, the ignorant, those that are out of the way. Uh, God, do, cast out the demon. We are on a, 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 pro, a Zoom meeting with the Indians, and I, I taught a little bit about casting out demons because in the villages they confront demons sometimes. And I said, you cast them out, and the person goes to church and be filled with the Holy Spirit and keep going. And fill the room with treasure, the room of her soul. Accept the truth. Be submitted to the government of God. Because the government of God is here. It's present. And if you and I are submitted to the government of God, then we have the authority of God on the earth. And that authority on the earth is coming from heaven. You know, sometimes I meditate on all the mission trips that have happened around the world in the last 50 years. And I I think of many people that I know personally. And I am amazed at how, how people go to dangerous places and how they travel in cars and trains and airplanes and how little trouble we have, how many times we are delivered. I've been in it myself. I'm, I'm about to preach, and then someone comes to me and say, you have to follow me right away. So I follow them throughout the back door, through the woods, and, and we go away. And I go, what was that about? They say that the, the, the police were there to take and shut it down. But we didn't want you to get in any trouble. So, yeah, you know, come with me. So those kind of scenarios. What I'm trying to say, without drama... I'm just saying it to the glory of God. Do you know how many of those kind of van trips? Do you know how many meetings? 
Do you know how many encounters with people? Do you know how many times? Do you know how many car accidents didn't happen? Do you know how many deliverances? Why? Because there is authority. There is authority. I know one case, this woman got rebellious. She was a missionary kind of in one city, and she was rebellious and left God. And then, sure enough, somebody on the subway in that city started to uh, stalk her. And they were stalking her. And she was very afraid, and she was, like, in trouble. Yeah, you got in trouble. Yes, that can happen. But imagine when, when the Lord says to Peter, you will have the key so that you preach in Jerusalem in the hotbed of trouble, and 3,000 people will get saved. You will do it again, and there will be 5,000 people saved. In Jerusalem, in the presence of your enemies, I will prepare a table for you, because I am God. I am God. Do you know how much trouble you can release in your life when you and I live in rebellion or we live in some stupid idea about about our life and our rights and our privileges and our selfishness and our anger and our lust and our deceitful ways? You know how much the Lord will teach us by our backslidings. Jeremiah 2.19. God will show me it is not a good thing. To be in rebellion against him. It's much better to be broken and humble before God. Because this kingdom is a real kingdom. And it's here. You are in it. I, I love it that you come to church so that you can hear something about it and embrace it and be built up in it. I, I love it that you take the time and the the interest and and it's a slow burn for some people. Don't worry about it. It's a slow burn, but keep going by faith. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. But the weights are in his bag. He knows what you can handle. He will take you through it. You'll face some things, but be serious about him and seek him and you will find him. And follow him and be submitted to him. Now watch what happens. We'll look up at the screen here. We'll just finish up here. Um, goes like this. Your life, your small, lousy life or great life. I don't know what it is. But here it is. The name Hashem. Hashem, the name. This is the what the Jews would say, because they didn't want to say the name, so they just say, the name. Game, they mean God. Thank God, God, submitted. It is submitted to him. And the authority of God is on, with you on the earth. You have the key. Like Joseph in Egypt, he got the key to the jail. The jailer liked Joseph so much, he gave him the, keys to the, the key to the jail. He was a prisoner, but now he's got the key. Wow, I love that picture. I'm a prisoner, but I got the key. And what, what, what happens? Be submitted to the key. Be submitted to God. Be submitted to the nature of God. And you will have the authority of God in this life here. You have the authority of God in this life. You will pray, Jesus said, you pray, pray. And move a mountain. Peter, come. Walk on the water. Come. Come on. Come to me. You've got God. How about the long life, the boring life, the empty life? What about the long, you know, driving on the beltway all the time? How about the life that's like long and dull and boring? You've got God. Understand him. Know him. Embrace him. Holy Spirit fills you. Holy Spirit is the minister to your heart. He will take you, comfort you, teach you. It will become alive to you. You have a key. It happens in heaven, and it comes on the earth. How'd that happen? Peter is in jail. Herod said tomorrow he's dying. Sure is tootin'. 
Tomorrow he's a dead man. I'm the king. I'm, my name is Herod. I am the king. Tomorrow Peter is dead. God is in heaven saying, well, you got that wrong. Herod, you're going to be dead, and Peter's going to be free. In the end of Acts 12, Herod is dead. Worms eat out his guts. Okay, so Peter's out free preaching. Acts 12. You know, nothing can happen to you and I without the Almighty God, and nothing in your life is an accident. We're all living in this crazy world, and there's one thing that we can boast in. We have the name of God. It's written in our heart. Jesus came to give it to us. We've been justified by his blood, saved by his grace, indwelled by his spirit. We're going to be with him very soon. While we're here in this world, let us live and know, enjoy, breathe, embrace, trust, be submitted to his name. Whatever he says, follow him and embrace it. No matter what happens, follow him and embrace it. Walk with him and you will see the Red Sea open in front of you. You'll see the gates opening up in the prison and Peter walking out. It says that Peter was so amazed at the whole thing, he thought he was dreaming. And then he woke up and he goes, this is reality. This is reality. Has that ever happened to you? You follow God and you, am I making this up? I follow God. Am I making it up? Is this a reality? And then you just wake up and you go, yeah, this is reality. This is the presence of God in your life. Okay, amen. Do you pray with me? This is an invitation. There's two of them. One is for us believers. Yeah, do a double check on your heart, your life. Be submitted to him. You don't lose. You win. Walk by faith. His grace abounds toward you. You are standing in the grace, rooted in him, grounded in the living God, the one that loves you. One that released the Israelites out of Egypt is the one that has saved you from the grave. You will not die. You will go to be with Christ. You'll not die. You'll not be in the grave. You'll be gone before your body's six feet under. No. No. You got eternal life in you today. But some don't have. Some do not have. They have not yet put their trust in Christ. And to those, we'd like to say to you, don't be afraid of him. Be submitted to him and trust him with your heart. Give up your own ways. There are hooks in you. There's like, like real clinging, drawing cords of lust and the cords of, uh, of uh, our self-life that are saying, don't do it, don't do it. You know, stay alone, be a, don't do that, don't do that. And God, Jesus is on the cross saying, come to me. And trust me, I will set you free. You'll have joy, liberty, peace in your heart. Come. And then for all of the United States, all the people in the United States of America, as a nation, we need Christ in our lives. As a people everywhere and in all the world, we need Christ in our lives. Let us share the message. May I ask you a question we can say to somebody? May I ask you a question? What do you think of Christ? What do you, what do you think of him? What about you? Do you believe in him? So, say to Jesus, I put my trust in you and save me by your grace. I'll follow you and trust you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Did anybody say that prayer?
Anybody say a prayer? Just put your hand up. Anybody at all? Thank you. Two people, thank you. In the back. Anybody put up your hand? Thank you. You're in the family. You're in the family. It's that simple. Write the date down, whatever. He, February 11th, is it? Write it down. Write it down. I, this is my spiritual birthday today. I'm putting my trust in Jesus. Okay. Would you stand and, and greet your neighbor in a warm and kind way and love each other for a moment?